Hey, hello everybody out there on the internet today. This is the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank alongside Tyler. How you doing, baby? Hey, I'm okay. I've been better. Feeling a bit icky icky? Icky icky, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit better today. Um, but yeah, yesterday sucked. Woke up, tummy wasn't feeling good, felt super hot, actually was running over a hundred fever uh and just had real nasty cough and all sorts of stuff so yeah but i'm feeling a bit better today hopefully we'll feel good for this weekend yeah that's that's the important bit because the e3s are happening this weekend it's basically started it's pretty much started this week with all the announcements and streams that people getting ahead of e3 are trying to do honestly overlapping each other in some ways yeah it's been an exciting week uh especially today of all days that they were recording this on thursday um but yeah it's it's i feel like the level has ramped up the pre-e3 stuff that you hear about like it, enormously a lot of the stuff that has been announced within the past week is stuff that you'd normally see at E3 mm-hmm. and stuff that wouldn't necessarily be drowned out at E3 it's just that they don't really have a stage to put it on right yeah there's been some really good announcements so far and it's getting me excited you know mm-hmm. I, I feel like E3 kind of snuck up on everyone this year uh, because I would say even before last week when a few things happened like there wasn't a ton of major things happening and it felt kind of weird of like well you know no the fuck Sony are we doing <laughs> like ea's not really doing anything either it's like this is kind of a weird year uh but i i think i think we might come out of e3 with a lot of really exciting news and titles yeah i i hope so um but we, we already have some foreknowledge of what's going to happen, and we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit later. Um, have you been able to play any video games while under this weather? Yeah, I've been able to play a, a bunch of stuff. Um, first of all, I finally started and put about four and a half hours into Rage 2. Okay. So I'm trying to pound that game I just traded out. that game in yeah. for $35. Oh my god. Okay, I need to get on it then. Wow. Um, Here's the thing with Rage 2. I enjoy myself when I play it, but it's even then, like, it's not as good it doesn't feel as good as a lot of other shooters this generation to me. And that's the thing. Like, it feels nowhere near as good as Doom or Destiny. Or Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, or... Titanfall, even, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there's, there's something about the way the aiming feels. Like, yeah, it's fast-paced, but something feels really a little bit off about the movement. In, in the aiming, like, there's so many times where I feel like I'm going to fucking just lock on to a dude and it just kind of goes the other way because it's a little bit too twitchy in a way to me. And even just, even more so with the movement, there's been so many times where, like, I want to pick up ammo, pick up an item, you know, um, open a door, and I'm, like, holding fucking the button to do that but i'm not in range and i try to get into range and it's like oh i moved a little too far and it's like uh, like the movement 
it feels good sometimes because there are, there are certain situations, you know, maybe you're going to get an arc or whatever and you're just running around with the shotgun like a fucking maniac taking dudes out. I just got the uh, slam ability into the yeah. ground, which feels really good. That's probably my favorite thing in the game so far. Or, you know, the whole force push thing uh, is, is a lot of fun. I mean, there's, there's some cool abilities, but then the other thing to the game is there's just, there's no substance to it. Like the story sucks. The world's all right. You know, it's not as exciting as it should be. Uh, yeah. Like I, I don't really care or want to care why I'm doing anything. I'm just going from place to place shooting dudes. And yeah, there's not a whole lot to it because they give you a few markers right off the bat. And then, like you said, it's a far cry. They made one of those games. Mm-hmm. Like you see things on the map, you go do those things and you move on. There's not a whole lot to all of those things. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a, honestly, the further away I get from it, the more I look at it and I'm like, wow, this isn't even as good as a far cry. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I think I would. I, I think... I don't know if I would play Far Cry 5 over this game, but I would absolutely play 3-4 Primal over this game. Mm-hmm. You know, that just the the scenarios that that game sets up even though those games even though they are, you know, kind of repetitive, I just feel like they put you in a lot more different situations than Rage 2. Like I've went to so many fucking gas stations now to blow up fuel canisters and it's like they all truly feel the same. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go from outpost to outpost in a Far Cry game, they did put thought into it to design them differently. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's just certain things. Like, there are some things that kind of blend in with the environment. Like, I was at a a gas station. I had to blow up, blow up the fuel canisters. And I could not find the fucking button yeah, to open the yeah, door. Yeah, th- that is fucking It just blends into the environment. I ran around forever, and I'm like, you were fucking kidding me. Why can't I find this? Um, accidentally fell off the cliff, so then I died. Then I had to start the whole thing over again, so I killed all the dudes. Then I'm like, this is crazy. Then I just looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like an idiot because I missed it. It was right in front of my face, but I couldn't fucking see it. Yeah. Like, that stuff's just really frustrating. A lot, you know... I think I've done two, maybe three of the main missions so far, which it doesn't seem like there's a lot of them. There aren't. I yeah. think there are like a total of eight or nine yeah. missions. Yeah. So I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm just going to try to blow through this game pretty yeah. quick. It's, it's like, it's not bad. There's just nothing to it to me. It doesn't make me feel anything. A lot of times. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It it has some fun pieces to it, but I don't think it necessarily, like... I don't think it understands what a game should do. Agreed. Like, it, there, there's... It, it just seems like they had all these things that they just kind of smashed together and didn't really think about how it actually would work in a video game. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Which is disappointing, because I feel like at the start of the year, I was excited for Rage 2, and, yeah, you know, I think by the end of this year, I might just forget about it. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't really do anything that makes it stand out tremendously from the back mm-hmm. to me, um, especially with so many really cool shooters coming out the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, I was hoping Rage 2 was going to fit into that conversation a little bit better, but no. I just, I don't think it's going to. Um. 
Let's see Shit, if- Bethesda is publishing two games this year that are going to fucking blow it out of the water. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. What else have I done? Play a little bit more Shadow of the Tomb Raider, probably about maybe an hour or so of it. So I'm a little bit further in that. Just, yeah, it's fine so far. Um, not too much to say there just because I haven't uh, played a, a lot of it recently. Um, finished The Division 2. Yeah. So I finished. What does that mean? Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a weird thing because it's not like you really finish the game. So I finished the last two strongholds, just did matchmaking to get through them. Um, they were fun. I mean, those strongholds are, are a lot of fun to do. Uh, the last one was pretty tricky. They, they, had, they threw a lot of really tricky scenarios at you. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I got really good shit out of them as well. So you finish it. And then you basically start the game over again in a weird way. Like the map, there's sections of the map, there's missions that reset and you basically get into these world tiers. So instead of a level, you're now a number like in destiny, um, Hmm. where that's now your gear score. So now you're chasing gear like destiny Hmm. to get a higher number and you have to get to specific points with that number and do specific missions to do those strongholds again, and they're different. They are. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, new enemies to fight. So it, it does seem like it is a very interesting end game. I definitely want to dive into it a lot more. Uh, but yeah, that's The Division. If you like The Division, you finish that game after 25, 30 hours, then they're like, you know what? We got a lot more for you, buddy. Hmm. So I think there's five tiers you can go through. Wow. Now, I like that Destiny right off the bat is about the numbers. Like, you have a level, but it's about the number. And that's all you truly care about. I don't even know why they have the levels, honestly. Yeah. In the Division 2, I wish it was like that from the start, about the numbers more instead. Because I felt like there were so many times where I would get gear throughout the game. And it would do, and, 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 and it wasn't super clear that maybe this piece was actually better than what I had, uh, but I kind of stuck with things that I liked uh, a lot more. Whereas you have numbers, then that's a little bit easier to decide if it's better or not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Division 2, it's a, it's a really fun game. Uh, it's definitely a lot better than the first one, I'll say that. Let's see, let's see. Destiny 2. Yes, played, what'd you do? I played some of that Season of Opulence stuff. Oh. So the brand new stuff that dropped. Um, you start off by just doing some really fetch questy shit. Not super fun stuff, but you get a chalice, and this chalice will do special things for you, which seems like it could be very interesting to do. Um, and then, what did I do? Oh, I did the new game mode, the Menagerie. Yeah, how does that play? That is a one of the most craziest things that Destiny has done. And I say that of it's a six-person activity, and you do some pretty challenging stuff, but it's matchmaking. Oh. So you can do, you know, you can be with whoever you want to be, and you're going through all these different rooms in Leviathan. Uh, where yeah. the first raid is. I think the new one's there, actually. And then some of the raid layers go through a bunch of different rooms. Some of them, I feel like, have actually been used in the raid. Like, 
the first raid, there's the whole gauntlet section. You do that in, in this, not as challenging, but it's there. And you're basically trying to, you go through all of these rooms to fill up a meter, basically. And in each, in each of these rooms, you have to do very specific things to score a lot of points. Yes. So one of the room you might have to destroy crystals with the little laser thingies. Oh, and, all right. But you, uh, that's the thing. Six players, you are fucking swarmed. Every room just completely swarmed. There's sometimes knights that you have to take out, Crota's end style, you know, with the sword breaking oh, shields God. down. There's um, the gauntlet, which you have to take out <coughs> uh, some boss uh, encounters, and then your whole team has to run the gauntlet. And I believe it might be however many people survive depends on how much points you get. I almost made it. I didn't. I, I fucked up one jump towards the end. But the one thing, and then at the end you fight a boss, and I'll get to the boss in a second. The one thing that I felt like was kind of weird is that I felt like there was almost no fail state. There were several times where we all died and we didn't lose. It didn't seem like we were really on a timer. Each round, once you start, it's on a timer. But you yeah. just keep moving from thing to thing to thing. There's no, like, uh, you have 20 minutes to get to the end goal. That's Maybe I'm missing something, but that stuck out to me. The whole thing probably took me an hour to do. Oh, like, wow. It was very long. Okay. But I feel like so, it didn't have to be that long. I, I have a question, like... I'm not sure how much you've played to this or if you experienced it. If someone drops out, can someone like join in midway? That I don't know because it didn't happen to okay. me. Um, I would hope someone can join because if you're down a person, that sucks. That really sucks. Um, so then you get we got to the boss. Now, I don't know if there's multiple bosses. I haven't looked into it that much. And I only did one round. But, um, dude, this boss took forever. And you're just, it's a really cool room that you're in. It's a gigantic uh, Minotaur-like boss. Um, And, you know, there's certain enemies you got to take out. You got to stand in certain spots. And, you know, very Destiny-like. And then the boss's shields will drop. Everybody needs to focus fire on them and, and take out that boss. But the boss will send these gigantic floor to ceiling shields at you and you have to kind of weave back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, some of those early rounds, I felt like my team was just dying left and right. And I'm like, dude, this is not that hard. You know, you just got to move a little bit here, a little bit there. Just keep keep going at the motherfucker. Um, but then what I noticed is this boss just took forever. There's so much health. And I'm sure, you know, the more you do it, people will figure out uh, how to you know, kind of min-max this shit and get it done really quickly. But uh, I, f- I noticed that the each round of the boss got a little bit harder as it went along. So eventually he sent two shields at you instead of just... Because there's three sections. So, uh, you know, typically he would send one, one, one. Then he would send two and two, two and two. So you might... You'll have to go all the way across the arena, shoot a little bit, then run all the way back really quick. Um so it did get a little bit harder, new enemies as it went along. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, you get a big chest. Oh. All sorts of stuff I, I like happens. I like chests full of goodies. Like, it's a wild thing. And having a PvE activity like that with six players matchmaking is awesome. Yeah. It really is. And I definitely want to play a lot more of it, but uh, just want to figure it out a little bit yeah. more. 
I need to jump back into that. Yeah, so the one thing is as you're doing the invitation is the quests that you get, uh, you'll get powered up to 690 because you have to be at 690 to do the menagerie. Huh. I, I forget where I left off at. Yeah, so you'll get, it's kind of like the power quest from last season. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll just get that gear and then you can infuse Yeah, it. I, I want to say I'm close. I might be in like the 680s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to, I just want to play a lot more of it. Um, see what, what it has to offer. Yeah. <coughs> and then I'll just say really quickly, the last thing that I played because I had a very big itching for it is Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. Jumped in on that storm or mm. Fortune Island DLC. I don't know if you've played that yet. No, I haven't. I need to. I need to. It's I wonder solid. if my racing wheel will work with that because technically it's a yeah. PlayStation racing wheel, but oh. I'll be playing it on PC, but it's Xbox Play Anywhere, so I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, who knows? How that'll work. I'm sure Xbox will let it work, but not, yeah. maybe not Sony. But yeah, that, that DLC is cool. It's not... I'm not, like, blown away because it honestly just feels like another area, mm-hmm. but it's still Forza Horizon 4, so it's fun. Yeah. There's treasure hunts you can go on, which, that's cool. Yeah. That's all I've played this week. What about you? Uh, Well, today, I finally did the thing I said I would do, and I played Life is Strange 2 Episode 3, and holy shit, that story is es- escalating. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, it's... <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like this whole thing is ramping up to something crazy, and I, I, I think I, I really like this one. I feel like I need to hop on that. I've been trying to wait until all the episodes are out, but that might really be good. a good idea to do. But what they, what they have done is create very interesting ways to recap the story. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, they they do a good job of uh, keeping you interested while they're recapping. So gotcha. At least they've got that going for them, but I do agree with a lot of sentiment out there that these episodes are pretty far apart, and it mm-hmm. kind of, it kind of, it's a little bit hard to get back into it, uh, right? After like waiting for months at a time. But you, yeah, you I, I the characters. Yeah, and yeah. I I really enjoy the I, these two, uh, Sean and Daniel. Um, some of the supporting characters aren't as good, but that's fine because a lot of them don't stick around for more than an episode gotcha at least so far i haven't had too much recurrent too many recurring uh characters um but yeah i i think this i hope this goes even further in the direction that it's going now mm-hmm. uh but yeah i really enjoyed that um other than that i keep playing wipeout man I just have the itch for that game. Uh, I I completed the uh, Wipeout HD campaign, and I'm working on the Wipeout Fury campaign right now. Cool. Did all elite passes in the uh, in the HD campaign, going for the elite passes in the Fury. But yeah, I I'm having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Can you play Wipeout with your racing wheel? No, it uh, wouldn't work because it's an anti-grav racer. It's not yeah, like it'd be funny because it it uses air brakes on either side to assist with turning and all that. I I don't know. I just Use don't think I don't think it would work. <laughs> it's like it's like it would be a lot like playing Mario Kart with a racing wheel, which yeah. is like you're not getting much out of it mm-hmm. because it's not really that kind of racing. Right. Or you need to be precise with your steering. Speaking of 
racers though we're two weeks away from crash team racing oh yeah fuck yeah mm. i'm stoked on that i mean shit we've got a we got a ton of racing games this this year we've, we already have team sonic racing out there mm-hmm. yeah and then we're gonna get crash team racing i feel like there's another one that i'm forgetting about there's some sort of Nickelodeon one or is it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles card racer? Well, I know a Nickelodeon one came out last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, shit. I've I've been playing other stuff too. It's just, it's hard to keep track of it all. I, I mean, of course Monster Hunter just smacking the shit out of some monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting back into Metal Gear Solid. Oh, shit. Five? I, yeah. I don't I don't own any of the others. Um Yeah. But yeah, I, I did some of the uh, ground zeros missions and I feel like I have the itch to go back into <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got the I got to what felt like an ending, but apparently it wasn't the end of the game. I oh. that I found out later and I'm like, Oh shit, well I guess I need to go back and I think I'm just gonna end up starting it over because I don't know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah. Saw that Twitter poll. You Should you play Bioshock? Yeah. Have you started Bioshock? I haven't. Not yet. Oh, man. I don't know. We'll see if there's another Bioshock announced oh. at E3. Oh. Maybe that'll convince me. I Dude, I don't think you need convinced to play Bioshock. But fuck. All right. <laughs> I don't know. That game's so good. Yeah, but I feel like I've played other games that were influenced by it, and I'm not sure if going back to it will. Nah. Dude, that game stands above everything. It's okay. still good. I mean, I played it, what, two years ago maybe still, and even with it being like 12 years old now, it's still just as good. Better than a lot of things, I think. Mostly that, that environment, the story. Gameplay does feel very good, though. Man, I man, I need to check my trophies to see what I to remember what exactly happened this week uh, on my PlayStation stuff because it's it's hard to keep track, man. When you play a shit ton of games, it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> it's yeah, and I have a feeling there's going to be even more that I'm going to be playing in the near future. I I've been hearing things about that Outer Worlds, and that has me interested. I want to maybe check that out outer wilds outer wilds yeah, yeah outer i get it mixed up too everybody Dude, does fuck that naming yeah oh man what did i get trophies in this week man i need mm. oh I, I downloaded sonic mania and played a little bit of it <coughs> i don't think i like sonic i yeah. think that's just the thing i don't like sonic yeah uh i also played some watchdogs too um mm. Getting through that game and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. All right. Did a few more missions on Veteran. Yeah. I am at. Oh, shit. What mission am I on? Um. Okay. I just got past the AC 130 part and then I'm back okay. as uh, Jackson in the Marines with War Pig. Okay. Yeah. I remember that level. Yeah. So, that yeah. Game, that's that where game's I am. pretty tough on Veteran. It is, but, it's fun. Um, but I, I don't really have much of a problem with it because I 
feel like I've remembered a lot of what I have to do. I pro- I, ne- I never beat the whole thing on veteran, but I definitely beat a lot of levels on veteran. I that is one of the games I played on Xbox 360 that I got all the achievements on. And 10th Prestige. And 10th Prestige, 55. All my golden weapons, which you had to do the, all the headshot challenges with all the weapons. And yeah. God. That's back in the day, man. Call of Duty was I was king. a badass in Call of Duty 4. Yeah. But I loved that game. Those days are over. I'm not so much of a badass in Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> I'll, have, still... I'll have some good matches, but I'm not... I'm nowhere near where I was. Yeah, me too. Those were the days, though. Yeah. Like, I, I even still think about some of the days playing Black Ops 2. I just playing Black Ops 2 constantly when mm-hmm. I came out. Black Ops 1. Yeah. yeah. Call of Duty used to be the shit. Yeah. Um, and that does it. And I guess speaking of Call of Duty, we were talking about it uh, last week. The rumors about the new Call of Duty being called Modern Warfare it has been confirmed. It is a uh, kind of soft relaunch of the Modern Warfare franchise uh, with returning characters such as Captain Price and maybe some other people from that series. It's not a completely like retelling of the first game. It's mm. like kind of a new take on it, I guess. Yeah. On a Modern Warfare game just with returning characters. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I can get behind this. I I mean, I'm looking forward to maybe a good Call of Duty campaign, but we'll see. Yeah. I've been hearing that it, from the previews, it sounds like it, they're trying to be more serious. Yeah, definitely. I think the campaign sounds very interesting on this one. It's cool that there is a campaign. I'll say that. And Infinity Ward writes good campaigns besides Ghost. But the Modern Warfare trilogy and Infinite Warfare were great. So I have no doubt. And I believe some Naughty Dog people came over to help write this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it sounds very interesting. It sounds like they're trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I hope, I hope that pays off and there is kind of emotion put into it um, because sometimes a Call of Duty campaign as of late can lack that. A little bit. Yeah, and I hope they get across that feeling of, oh, wow, war is fucked up. And that the, and the way that war is conducted against other nations with lesser technology can seem so fucking unfair. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, it's wild, man. Mm-hmm. It can, like, even thinking about back to Call of Duty 4, like, that fucking AC-130 mission. It's like, yo, those motherfuckers don't even know you're fighting them. I know. You're just they're they're you hardly even see them as people. They're just targets on the map yep. there. Yep. And it, yeah, it's it can be war can be fucked up, and I yeah, I it, hope that they get that across in a sensible way. Yeah, me too. I mean, the whole modern warfare trilogy had a lot of moments like that mm-hmm. of like, oh shit, um, and I'm not just talking about like no Russian is the example of that, but there's a lot of other moments uh, where mm-hmm. where that happened throughout that whole trilogy i mean they they were great at making you feel things yeah i they they were good at that but i feel like a lot of that was undercut of oh they also want to make you feel like a badass which is what i'm afraid of like this game will fall into it's like yeah yeah look at how horrible war is but look at how good you are at war yeah look how good you are at shooting dudes Uh, i I, yeah 
we'll see. It's, I would love uh, if this campaign though went for more emotional, subtle moments rather than the giant cinematic Hollywood set pieces. I'm sure those will be there. But that's what that's those were the moments that in like the first Modern Warfare especially stood stood out the most to me. Yeah. You know, a little bit more of the subtle, quieter moments. Uh, a very interesting note here, this game will launch with cross-play support, yeah. which does include PlayStation. <coughs> so I think this is huge. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the most popular franchises, most popular multiplayer games. And a game that also a franchise that Sony has helped promote mm-hmm. and market as of late. Well... You know, yeah, recently. In, in I mean, deal. it's bounced back and forth between generations. Like last generation, it was yeah. always Xbox. And but, that. you know, this is now a title that Sony's okay with cross-play, and then they're also behind, promo- you know, they're going to do promotion for and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I just think this is a really big deal. I think this is going to knock down a lot of... A lot of dominoes. I feel like hopefully. I feel like the dominoes have fallen. Yeah, like, which we'll get slower, to later. But I, I, it wouldn't shock me at E three is if we, if we see a little bit more mm-hmm. of these titles like this. Uh, last thing on Call of Duty here, it is coming out October twenty fifth. Pretty predict standard predictable yeah. window for that. Uh, but yeah, I anticipate playing this one yeah sounds cool also so they announced that there's a campaign multiplayer of course yes and and then co-op co-op missions which i hope you know there's something pretty significant and cool maybe like the spec op missions from modern warfare 2 and 3 i mean those missions were amazing they were really fun to play no mention of a battle royale yet Mm. which is interesting which I think, you know, like you said last week, why have two competing battle royales? You know, why not? You know, it's just an idea. I don't know how it would work with multiple developers working on Call of Duty, but what if they spun Blackout into its own free-to-play thing, but then maybe, you know, maybe there's a Modern Warfare map that comes out or and new stuff based off of Modern Warfare, but you can still play the old Blackout stuff. I don't know, just trying to think of how to unify that, you know what I mean? To where they could still have a, a, a battle royale, still support it, still keep people coming back to it, but maybe uh, still get that yearly dollars that they like. Last question on this one. Do we see it on Microsoft stage at all? You know Sony's behind it. You know, Call of Duty's had a presence at E3, I don't know. I think they'll do their own thing. I, yeah, I, Agreed. I just see it, see everything trending to, well, we don't have to do this on anyone's stage. We can do this on our own terms. Right. And if they're a big enough player, they can get away with that. Yep. Um, I'm going to switch up the order here of things because we did hear rumors about Watch Dogs uh, earlier this year. We got a title. And a confirmation since last week. Watch Dogs Legion. Um, God save the NPCs is the tweet. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can play as any NPC in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure the accuracy of that statement. I think that is a rumor. I don't think you're going to play as any NPC, but I feel like yeah. a lot of this, uh, I think it's going to, what this, I don't know. 
it's weird. I think maybe I've heard rumors that maybe this is about like recruiting people to dead sec and all that. that kind of stuff. This is apparently takes place in a post Brexit UK. Not making a political statement though. No, definitely. It's a, it's a Ubisoft game. Yeah. It can't be political. Exactly. God, but they can make it seem political. You want to get into politics, Tyler? <laughs> no, I got, I got, a, I, I got one here for, for you. Electronic Arts changing German soldier skin name due to historical coincidence. <sighs> I'm not going to get t- too far into this. Uh, so they're, so apparently one of. Uh, what they're calling German soldiers and what everyone else would call a fucking Nazi, the character they had in the game shared a name with what is historically known as a uh, resistance fighter in Germany. Uh, they ch- they're changing the character name, but also in a lot of their press releases, they strangely avoided calling this uh, German soldier who is definitely fighting the Allies... They they don't want to call him a Nazi for some reason. Yeah. Probably because they don't want to be seen as selling Nazi skins in their video game. But also, it's a German soldier during World War II. I think that's a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, in most cases, it definitely is. Um, what I just find weird is that no one knew that this was... I'm sure someone knew. I'm Same sure name, this was a. Like, I'm sure on. someone thought this was a really funny joke. Yeah, I just that 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 I just don't understand. And to me, here here's the thing that I'll I'll say. I understand. You, know, and it's going to sound. I'm just trying to think how to say it because it's going to sound really weird. They want to maybe represent different sides of World War II. But why even put yourself in the situation of selling? German stuff uh, because it could put you in this situation. Just avoid it. Just sell allied stuff, whatever. And, and, you know, there was the whole episode that they released for the campaign yeah. where you, you you play as German soldiers, A German tank commander. Um, and they said that it's just a German. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get that someone can think that, that, oh, these are just German people. Maybe, you know, they're not Nazis. But th- that doesn't... That, ex- but still, it's it's a weird thing to try to justify in a time period like that. That's that's like saying the the, the guards at, a, at Auschwitz were not Nazis. They were just following orders. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's ridiculous. Like, if you're fighting a war for the Nazis, you in turn are fairly labeled a Nazi. Yeah. They're saying that, you know, there's no swastikas in the game and all that stuff, but it's still, I don't know. It's just a boneheaded move that didn't need to happen to me. Yeah. Even renaming them, I still think is bizarre. I mean, I, I get it because it's, it's kind of distasteful to, to, uh, I don't know, like, Wilhelm Helm Frank, uh, which is the name here, is apparently the name of a German resistance fighter during that time who fought against the Nazis. It's kind of weird to have him his name as what they're not calling a Nazi, but we all know is a Nazi. Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. weird. It is. 
I like how Bethesda do- deals with Nazis in their games. Just kill them. Yeah. They're bad. Exactly. But I love that they also didn't hide the fact that, you know, there was definitely swastikas in Wolfenstein too. <laughs> but they definitely spin it of, these guys are fucking shitheads. You're going to murder the shit out of them, you know? Yeah. <coughs> I don't think it's controversial to say that Nazis are bad. Yeah, I agree. Now, Wolfenstein a little bit more fictional than Battlefield Five, but still. I think real Nazis are just as bad as fictional Nazis. Yeah. I mean, true. that's just where I'm going to stand. That's true. Nazis are bad. <sighs> but still, just a situation that I feel didn't need to happen, you know? No, it didn't. But boneheaded decision-making is going to cause stuff like that. Not a great thing to have happen going into your Battlefield Five live stream this weekend. Oh. Hmm. All right. Let's shift over to something more happy. You remember Celeste last year? I do. What Very if I good. told you you'll you'll get a hundred more levels of that game for free? That's insane. Well, it's happening. It's uh, not even a hundred levels in the fucking game. Yes. Uh, let's see. I don't think it necessarily has a release date here. Oh goodness. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have a release date here, but it's it's coming sometime this year, we think. Yeah. Uh, but 100 levels more of Celeste, titled Chapter 9, Farewell, which I assume means that after this they're done working on the game. Right. But yeah, Celeste was fantastic, and 100 more levels of that? Yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll dig it. Yeah, I wonder how meaty these levels are going to be as well. That game got challenging. Yeah, it got really hard. <laughs> Such a great game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of great games, Rayman Origins is going to be given away for free if you do certain things for Ubisoft. If you tune into their speed run of Rayman Two for at least half an hour, you'll get a free copy of Rayman Origins. Cool. You like the Rayman? I love the Rayman. I, I didn't play actually Rayman Origins, but Rayman Legends had a bunch of Origins levels mm-hmm. in them, and those levels were neat. So yeah, Rayman's a cool game. Yeah, you can do this uh, by watching their stream uh, on June 10th at 10.30 a.m. Right on. Is it indicating anything? You know... I would, I would love... We'll find out if we have any predictions on that front later yeah. in this episode, because, of course, we are doing E3 predictions later. Uh, but before that, we've got to get through a few more things. <coughs> I guess we can... Hmm. Okay, so there's going to be a PlayStation 4 update, firmware update, that's going to double party size and add chat transcription, so you can get written proof of what the fuck the other person just said in the party. Yeah. I'm not sure about having a 16-player party. Yeah. That sounds... Like, even an 8-player party gets busy. Yeah. 16's well, crazy. Yeah. I mean, Although, I will say... I mean, there are cases of, hey, there are multiplayer games where you can have 16 players yeah. on a team and be like, all right, well, I guess it's there for that. Right. Uh, 
Moving on. Uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us PS3 multiplayer servers are going offline. No surprise here. I, PS3 versions. Yeah, the PS3 versions. So, yeah, no, no surprise. I mean, sucks when this stuff's hap- when this stuff happens, but it is what it is. I mean, these games are old at this point. But good multiplayer, especially The Last of Us. But I'm pretty sure you can still play the PS4 version of that. Mm. Which I wonder how many people are actually playing these games online anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, and one more before we get to some announcements that have, get back to announcements that happened this week. Hideo Kojima is trying to explain what his game is. And in doing so, I'm just going to read his tweet. As I'm getting similar questions, so I shall repost. D- Death Stranding is not a stealth game. Could move subjectively, but not an FPS shooting game either. By incorporating the concept of connection, strand, it's a totally, it's totally brand new genre called action game slash strand game, social strand game. What the fuck that means? I don't know. I don't know either, but I'm so intrigued on this yeah. one of what that means. It's now man. the social element. I, I mean. I'm curious if this game's going to have actual social features, like connectivity with other players somehow. Is it going to be like Journey? I don't know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Are the BTs really just other players? Yeah. Maybe. Does this have something to do with in-game as well? Deaths, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Strand games. Can't wait for all these new strand games to come. Yeah, out. I'm sure that genre is going to be just yeah blown up next it, generation. It, it'll be uh, it'll be like the new Souls like sort of genre. We have yeah. strand like games. <laughs> oh Damn. goodness! All right, we've got a few announcements for video games. Uh, these first two come from THQ Nordic. There's going to be a SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom remaster. Dude, I played the shit out of this game as a kid. I don't remember much from it. I don't remember much of it either. I'm not sure who's really asking this for this. Um, But cool. Also, THQ Nordic publishing this kind of cracks me up. Yeah, um... Probably a more familiar name associated with THQ Nordic. Darksiders Genesis. Uh, it's a new game in the Darksiders universe. Yeah. Looks a lot like Diablo. It does. Yeah. Uh, kind of surprising to have a turnaround, you know, turnaround a year later, have another Darksiders come out. Uh, developed by a different developer. Then Dark Siders 3, I think that was Gunfire Games. This was Airship Syndicate. Uh, and this is a kind of a spin off game. New character Strife is in the game. Mm. Uh, well, Strife yeah. is from. Whoa, well, no. Okay. I'm trying to think. Isn't Strife the one? He, no, no, Fury is from Dark Siders yes. 3. Okay. Correct. I gotta get around to playing 2 so that I can play 3. Yeah, because I enjoyed the first one. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you stoked for this at all? I mean, the games have, well, at least Darksiders 2 moved more towards the loot genre. I'm not, I didn't play 3 that at all. Um, right. But, yeah, I, it, it, I don't know. It seems very similar in 
style and theme to a Diablo. And if you move the gameplay over to like a Diablo, I don't know, man. Like it's, it kind of just looks like one of those, which is good, but also it's not really what you identify as Darksiders anymore. Yeah, I loved the more straightforward adventure of the first one. You know, lots of cool levels and puzzles and felt, you know, that Zelda inspiration mixed literally with God of War. I mean, it's not a not an exaggeration when people say that it's Zelda meets God of War mm-hmm. with the first one because it really did feel like that. Um, I, the, the other thing I'll say is, you know, this game is supposedly coming out this year. Darksiders 3 came out November of last year and I just feel like was a little forgotten about. Um, but apparently did all right for them. THQ Nordic. I, I just don't understand the need to get the game out this fall, you know? I think this game would do very well if it was, or much better if it was held till January, February. I mean, there's just because it's announced for this fall doesn't mean it's released this True. fall. But they announced Darksiders three for the fall and it hit the fall. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see more of this for sure. And then an announcement for something that I'm excited for. Uh, so the makers of Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2, Larian Studios, announced on the Google Stadia stream today that they're making Baldur's Gate 3, which they'd been hinting at, but it's official. Baldur's Gate 3. Holy shit. I I don't know, man. It's You gonna jump just, into this I, one? Yeah, I kinda have to. You know, I have to play Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 now. I have to play them all the way through, which both of those are like 80-hour games probably. I've played Baldur's Gate, it was either 1 or 2 back in the day with um, with Brandon. Mm, yes. Because him and his I dad would play those games constantly. That, Neverwinter Nights. Yeah. Then they got into World of Warcraft. And so I, I've played, you know, 1 or 2 they're cool games for sure. I mean, I, I don't remember too much about it, but I enjoyed my time with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, you'd give this a chance? Maybe. I think I, it's going to be. I've been very close to giving Divinity Divinity a yeah. chance, just because we could play that co-op. You know, I know we could. Yeah, that that could be very fun to get into. We have a lot of things that we should yeah. play co-op, but we haven't even started yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to. Um, uh, but yeah, that that could be very fun to yeah. do. But you know, those games get su- such glowing reviews and great buzz, and they look cool. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's I some. I think this is Larian's a great studio to get their kind of almost reboot mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate a little bit. Yeah. Even though it's a sequel. There's some bullet points here which I'll kind of skim through. Uh, You'll be able to create your own characters for single and multiplayer experiences, so I assume right. there's co-op in this. Yep. It's going to be based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition rules, uh, modified a little bit. We've played some Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, it's his biggest production ever. They said they had to triple the studio. Yes. To yes. Uh, do this. Uh, they've only announced PC and Stadia, but they've ported Divinity, both the Divinity games, to uh, console. So yeah. we'll see. I, I think they they'll figure out a way to do this on console too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I I am excited for this. Uh, I don't think they even have a release window yet. But I I will wait. 
because yeah. Larian Studios makes some pretty good games. Yeah. And then Tyler today. Actually, no. Let's get let's get this other one out of the way first. Right. Um, so there's a there's a story on Kotaku here. Blizzard cancels StarCraft first person shooter to focus on Diablo Four and Overwatch Two, which I believe are just provisional titles. Yes, because they haven't been announced yet. Um, let's see something. I think the interesting thing here is that Overwatch Two or whatever that game is going to have some co-op pve stuff um yeah left for dead inspired is how it was described yeah i could be down for that i I, you know i i just hope because any of the pve stuff they did uh in overwatch uh was a little it was neat at first and then it got kind of old you could jack the difficulty up but then it just it got completely ridiculous. So I hope they find a really good balance there of exciting. That's still just excitement of playing overwatch in, in, you know, pulling off ultimates together and all sorts of stuff and mixed with maybe a cool story or cool mission designs, whatever. Have faith. Yeah, that is definitely, if you want to do an overwatch two, that's what you do is, is a PVE campaign sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm interested more in Diablo Four. What, what they, yeah. they might do with that? Uh, I think if you, as much as I love Overwatch, it's one of my favorite games on PS4. I'm more excited for Diablo Four just because it's been a while mm-hmm. for Diablo. I want to know what they're going to do. Yeah, and I imagine BlizzCon is where all this. If it's announced this year, it'll be announced there. You think so? I, See, they don't go to E3. I know, yeah, no, I, I wasn't saying they were going to be 83. I just, I can see one of these titles being announced, not both of them. I hope it's Diablo 4. I hope they announce an Overwatch mobile game and end their show with it. Hmm. Cause do we have to do BlizzCon prediction? No, we yeah. don't. We don't. I mean, I, I would love an announcement of either, either of these games, though, yeah. but, uh, I mean, a StarCraft first-person shooter doesn't excite me too much i just never got into starcraft I, I like starcraft i don't need them to do that because like the worst part of starcraft is the story and that's the only thing you could really carry over mm. into a different genre yeah as this article states which is which is a game i totally forgot about this is the second time that blizzard canceled like a, a another a separate spin-off of starcraft you know, back in the day, they canceled StarCraft Ghost, which was like a third-person shooter for consoles. And now they're axing this first-person shooter, so... StarCraft Cue that gif of uh, GTA, ah, shit, here we go again. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, man. All right, well, time for the thing that really got <laughs> us excited today. Um, Bungie, now fully independent of Activision, had a stream in which they announced some things. Uh, I, would get, I guess we'll lead off with... Uh, the, they're coming to Stadia. Yep. And they're also releasing a free-to-play version. And Yes. They're the game's ha- essentially going free-to-play. Yes. Moving forward. 
um, and you'll be able to buy which expansions you want and stay current to whatever you want. Correct. Um, There's going to be no more annual passes. Yes. So, you know, this DLC that will, this expansion that we'll talk about here in a second, you know, that is what it is. You know, it'll get you into other events and, and all that. Um, but you could hop into that in a on a uh, free basis. And I think they said you can try it out, try out the new stuff for a limited amount of time, and then you would be forced to buy it if you wanted it. But you could at least try it. Which Bungie's kind of played around with that a little bit of like, here, try Gambit, even though you don't have Forsaken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the other bit of news before we get to the expansion, there's going to be some cross-save stuff too. You'll be able to yeah. bring characters over to other versions of the game. Um, That's so, so exciting. Yeah, if you're playing on PS4, but you have buddies on PC you want to play this weekend, if you have the game on PC, which... They're making it easier to own the game in other places. Yep. Uh, you can transfer your character over there and play with your buddies over there and then transfer it back to your PS4 or whatever. Yep. And it, it seems like they're try- they're trying to make it as easy as possible. Correct. And, yeah, I, I am really excited for that. Um, you pulled in a Kotaku story relating to... Uh, Sony's involvement in this. Yeah, so if you watched... So, first of all, this story kind of broke yesterday that Destiny 2 was going to get a cross-save announcement, uh, but PS4 was up in the air. That's what Jason Schreier said. If you watched the Google Stadia pending, they said pending for PS4. Approval, yeah. And then today, uh, Bungie announced that you can do PS4 and Kotaku, Jason Schreier published this article that Sony agreed to Destiny 2 cross-save just yesterday. Bungie had a meeting with them yesterday, and uh, basically they believed, well, most Bungie believed that they would have to announce otherwise about PS4, uh, but then Sony said yes. There's a few things to this, I think. One, I don't think Sony wants to look like the bad guy anymore in the case of Fortnite last summer. That was a pretty big story in in games, and, and it made Sony not look good at all. And I think if Stadia, PC, of course, and Xbox came out and said, yeah, you can do cross-state, we're open to that, but then PS4 doesn't do it, and Sony... I don't know. I just, I think it's more of a perception than them actually wanting to do it. Um, And then also I can see this in a weird way. uh, Sony not being as on board with it because basically they don't have that partnership with Bungie and destiny anymore uh, because there's no exclusive PS4 strikes, weapons, uh, gear anymore. Mm -hmm. And now Sony's not going to get that, which you know, I, I would be curious to know how long that agreement was actually for. Was it for as long as Bungie's working with Activision? Did that dissolve as soon as Bungie mm-hmm. went solo? Maybe, maybe that deal was with Activision because Bungie, I mean, Activision and Sony have been working together this, this yes. console yes. generation. I would imagine it's more with Activision than Bungie because no developer wants to split up their, mm-hmm. their player base like that with content. Um, so it's kind of two two things with Sony of just like, well, fuck, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing, though, that they were meeting with them yesterday. Yeah. And they finally agreed to it. Yeah, but uh, Bungie's live stream today was, I think, very exciting. I think it was very uplifting to see how they... Just, just the... The shift in tone and mood of yes. like this like seeing the studio and how how Absolutely. they're how they're uh adapting to their new condi- the new condition not being under activision anymore I, I, they seem very happy to be able to do what they want there's an energy to it mm-hmm. for sure that i feel was kind of lacking a little bit recently yeah. they, they seem excited about being able to do this new stuff and I, I watched the entire live stream. I there's a lot of things that stuck out to me. Um, did did you get a chance? I to didn't watch? get the chance to watch the live stream. I watched a trailer for the new expansion, and I read up on everything. So, oh yeah, I, I think it's not in the trailer per se, but I think the uh, most exciting thing to me is the way that they're evolving how you build your character. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now you just use the equipment that works well for you and if it looks cool it looks cool you put shaders on it i guess yeah you wanted to but now they're making it so that it doesn't matter what your armor looks like you can have an armor piece from from any set and then you can apply different mods to it that you have unlocked and it's very interesting i i think probably the biggest thing that's coming i mean of course there's more content but this this character building stuff makes it makes the game more interesting to me because it allows you to have more control over like what you look like and what your stuff does yes um so yeah i i think that's really cool yeah that that's kind of always been a problem with destiny of you know I want to wear this, but my numbers don't go up when I wear this thing. You know what I mean? And, and now you can like this do thing helps more. me do melee better, but I don't really do melee. Yeah, like and it's like stuff like that, like mismatched parts, and it's it it gets a little bit messy when you're trying to build your character. But mm-hmm. this seems like it's going to be a much cleaner system. Yeah, um, you'll be able to be more deliberate with what you want to do. Yep. Uh, there's also an expansion they announced. Yes. Shadow Keep. We're going back to the moon. You are. This September. 17th. Yes. Eris be, is back. Yes. And it'll be $35 and will offer access to upcoming seasons. Those seasons will be available separately. You'll be able to enter year two in three locations, but you'll have to purchase a single-player campaign, exotic quest, and high-level content as part of an all-encompassing $40 bundle. Mm. So you do not need to own Destiny 2 to jump into Shadowkeep. Yes. You can buy Shadowkeep because Destiny 2 is going free-to-play. Yes. Um, I think at least all of year one i don't think forsaken is mm-hmm. uh included in that but all of year one i think is going free to play is what they said so there's also some other things there's going to be finishing moves yes sure why not uh new exotics which is always fun uh i saw some of those reworked. designs those some of those weapon designs look so good i know Bungie's so good at that stuff yeah dude. they they designed some of the best weapons. Um, the new raid will take you back to the Black Garden, 
which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the end game climb will be a bridge drastically. Bungie wants players to feel like they're always in the middle of the end game. Yes. Makes it easier to jump into Destiny 2 from the start. Yes. Which I think is a good idea. Definitely. Um, but yeah, then there's the whole free to play version. Uh, season 8 is going to focus on the Crucible. And yeah, Shadowkeep will have a bunch of new stuff, new story, yeah, I am, all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm all stoked. in. Fuck yeah. And yeah, like, I'm, honestly, I'm this, this presentation was so aspirational and like, it just makes me feel bad for Anthem. Oh, it yeah. makes me feel bad for uh, Bioware yes. because they must see this and be like, well, we can't really do what we want. We, our hands are tied. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, just seeing they're just in opposite stuff. places right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have one game that probably has a pretty healthy player base still. And then one that's apparently not doing well at all, mm-hmm. you know, and just seeing Bungie's enthusiasm, I think is awesome because it shows that you know, they said they're not done with Destiny 2. It seems like they're sticking with Destiny 2 for a long time. It doesn't seem like they're very interested right now in making a Destiny 3, which mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Like, there's so much great about Destiny 2. Why start over? Mm-hmm. Which I feel if they were stuck with Activision, we'd be seeing a Destiny 3 next year or, you know, 2021. Now, I'm not saying Bungie won't ever do a Destiny 3, but. You know, you have people that are very invested into Destiny 2, the things they've done in Destiny 2. The gameplay's better than it's ever been. The progression's better than it's ever been. Why stop? You know, keep keep uh, adding new content. I mean, I, I even think the way that they've done these seasons for the annual pass for Forsaken has been great. You know, they're three months long. They give you some pretty meaty stuff to chew on in the beginning and supported with a lot of other events i mean they've really turned the game around yeah they really have it's yeah it's great to see i feel bad because i haven't played it in a while but they're making it so like oh shit i'm i'm a lazy fuck but i'll be able to catch uh, catch up to the end game yeah (laughs) which makes me happy because like i that's the worst part of getting back into destiny and they, they were talking about it in the live stream like the grind to get current is just too much for to recommend the game to new players. It is. But they're fixing that, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the second season dropped. We played Gambit Prime one night, pretty hardcore. I think that's the last time I played Destiny until just when this new stuff came out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we definitely need to do some menagerie. And yeah. I want to do like more Reckonings and... You know, there's a lot of really just great stuff. I didn't put it in the news, but fuck, we have a lot of things to do because Apex Legends is a double XP weekend mm-hmm. and a new yeah. event, which is interesting because yeah. if you win, you get put in a different hopper yep. until you lose. Yep, pretty much. With which, rewards related to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That, that's a... Or if you're top five, you don't have to win, but... That's a fucking gauntlet, man. Yeah. I, I love that idea. It's such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely have to do some Apex. Yep. Uh, we have a long list of games that are trying to ship before E3. Uh, we're not going to read all of them. We'll read the titles, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got Effie on PS4. Alrighty. 
Kodutama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa on PS4, digital and retail. This looks like some school students. Yeah. School girls. Yeah. Some Japanese stuff going We've on. We've got other anime stuff here in Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 on PlayStation 4. Um, Legend of the Tetrarchs on PS4. MotoGP19 on PlayStation 4 if you want some motorcycle racing. Right on. Dude, motor- that dude, that stuff scary as hell crazy as hell like they're they're leaning over they're like going yeah 90 miles per hour over the asphalt with their knees almost touching i know and some of those bikes can get up to like 200 miles an hour it's like no they're like right next to each other and shit like man yeah scary stuff uh neon junction on ps4 and vita this is a cross by title uh pixar is coming to playstation 4 is that similar to Arc? Arc? It looks, it like, looks it. like it. It looks like, yeah. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. It definitely looks like they're trying to do that. Yeah. And not very subtly either. No. I think even the the little logo up top there. Yeah. Uh, Refunct is on PS4. The Savior's Gang on PlayStation 4. All right. Stunt Kite Party on PS4. Super Blood Hockey. Oh, fuck. On PlayStation 4. Get your fucking bloody on. Super Skellamania. All right, motherfuckers. That's not Skullamania. Eat my ass. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next on PlayStation 4 is Toki Juju Densetsu. This has some wacky-ass art. Uh, Warhammer Chaos Bane on PS4. What is that? Yeah, they just keep making a shit ton of Warhammer games, don't they? They do. I think they just let anyone really have the Warhammer license if they want it. Yeah, if they pay for it, and yeah. yeah. And finally, Word Wheel by Paugi on PlayStation 4 and Vita Digital Cross Buy. There's right. also a few soundtracks out there on PlayStation Music. Godzilla King of the Monsters soundtrack, which we watched that movie. Yep. Very fun. Did we talk about that last week? No, it wouldn't. Have. We talked about John Wick last week. Yes. Yeah. Godzilla, not the greatest movie. It has some fun scenes. Yeah. But definitely. it's really dumb. And it has maybe my favorite sequence in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> And when you really put it into perspective, like when you wrote it out in your tweet, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. You can also watch Us, which is a f- good movie. Yes. That I liked. All right. Well, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Our E3 predictions for this week, we uh, for this year, we each have eight predictions. And Tyler... I think I'm going to beat you this year. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, We are allowing each other to throw in uh, Nintendo or Microsoft predictions. Yes. If you would like. Because of the lack of Sony's E3 presence. Correct. So I'm going to start off the show. Are our predictions here. 
Doom Eternal is going to close Bethesda's show with a gameplay demo. And it comes out October 18th. Damn. That's close to one of mine. Really? Hmm. Okay. Uh, this one's probably... <laughs> it's probably too predictable. Actually, you know what? I'll add something to that. To it. To make it, uh, make it a little bit more of a risk. But... Watch Dogs Legions will be introduced with the conference being hacked. Okay. And it will release on September 10th. All right. Um, that was sort of a prediction that I had. I think that game's dropping November 22nd. Mm. Last last one came out November 15th, so that's my my guess. <coughs> okay. Let's see here. Marvel's Avengers will close Square Enix's conference. And they will reveal that you can play as either of six Avengers from the first Avengers movie. So, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, or uh, Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. And it comes out next year. Okay. They won't say, they'll just say 2020. But that's that's my guess. That's the thing that I think they'll reveal is playing all of those. But you'll be able to customize any one of them. It's almost like your class. Hmm. All right. I'm going to stick with Square Enix here. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake will close the show coming Q1 2020. Wow. Wow. Q1 2020? Yes. That's a bold move. Yes. All right. If you want me to get more specific, I'll give you a date. Nah. Uh, final. I'm just jotting them down here so we can. Final Fantasy VII Remake closes show Q1 2020. Mm. All right, fine. I'm gonna fire right back at you. Final Fantasy VII will open Square Enix's show with a only an extensive trailer. That will show various cutscenes, gameplay, almost kind of like what they've shown off, just much longer, deeper than what they've shown. But we'll end with a currently in development status that they gave Kingdom Hearts 3 for so many years. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh... uh interesting on that on that note also Final Fantasy a lot of music came out on Spotify and Apple Music so yeah that if you want to go listen to some Final Fantasy soundtracks now you can I think that's pretty rad that they did that uh yeah my third prediction is a new mobile game will be announced and released at Bethesda's conference and it will be Dishonored related. Really? Alright. So what you you just going around sneaking dudes? What you doing? 
I don't know. Okay. But they have a knack for having mobile games. Mm-hmm. They they they've they've released like a couple of them. They they have Fallout Shelter. They have Elder Scrolls Blades. Mm-hmm. Why not just add another one in? Yeah. All right. Bethesda shows a Wolfenstein Youngblood demo, gameplay demo, live. Yeah. And then at the very end, we'll tease Wolfenstein 3. Okay. That's maybe coming out next year. I'm not ready to commit. I'm not going to ask you to do that because we don't don't even know if they're working on that just yet or how far they are into it. Yeah. Mm. All right. I think I'm going to say that opens the show too. Oh, all right. I think they open with Wolfenstein and close with Doom. That's some bangers. All right. My fourth prediction on it's going to be on Microsoft stage because it kind of has to be. Cyberpunk 2777 gets a tr- leads Microsoft show and a release date is revealed November 25th. For this year. Okay. I think you're a crazy fucking man. Absolutely crazy. I think you're going to owe me dinner. I think I will. I think I fucking will, boy. That's why I think Cyberpunk 2077 will have an extensive demo on stage. Showing off uh, a lot of new abilities, new locations, characters that we've seen or that they've been working on. But they will not give a uh, a specific date, but will say 2020 is what they're targeting. All right. But I and I, I don't think it'll open their show. I don't think it'll close their show. I think it'll just be a nice meaty, (coughs) excuse me, in the middle kind of thing but it'll be uh significant i'm gonna say they'll sh- they'll have at least five minutes i'll say that i'll just drill down a little bit more so five minutes of cyberpunk 2077 2020 mm. all right so this next prediction is kind of weird and tell me if you won't allow it but it doesn't have to happen on an e3 stage it just ha- has to happen during the week of e3 Okay. Randy Pitchford makes an ass of himself. <laughs> I'll allow it. I think I'll allow it just because, uh, yeah, he's been making a, a very large ass of himself as of late. Now, making an ass of yourself is subjective. Okay. So well, we'll see. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to let you be the judge on whether he's made an ass of himself. Okay. I'll trust you to not screw me on this. All right. Don't fu- how You won't fuck me like that. <laughs> All right. I can see it. Like, I can see him having some dumb fucking interview. Or being pissed being off or- that Microsoft doesn't let him on their stage. Yeah. I think they'll. I think they'll be on Microsoft stage. I don't think they will. I, I think, think he'll be super so. pissed. You know what? You can you can add that to that prediction. Borderlands will not be on Microsoft stage, and Randy Pitchford will make an ass of himself about it. All right, fine. <laughs> or he'll make an ass of himself because he's not allowed on Microsoft stage. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I think you, you might be off on that second half, only because I read today that that DLC for Borderlands Two once again leaked, and it goes live June 9th, which is Microsoft's conference. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thinking. They'll show up Borderlands Three and say, "Hey, by the way, there's this Borderlands Two DLC," but. I can see Randy Pitchford very much being on stage, being a total fucking dumbass. Doing a magic trick on Microsoft stage. Yeah. <coughs> Dude, that would... Mm. Okay. Right. Let's move on. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a Microsoft prediction here. Just trying to decide which one I want to do with. Which one I want to uh, talk about. I think Microsoft is going to talk about their new hardware but will not show it, will not give a price or release date to it. They might announce a target of fall of next year, but I can see them very much talking about it as in this is how many teraflops we're doing. This is the, you know the target things. Yeah. And I also think we will see no less than 5 games that are either running on that hardware or they confirm or cross generational. Mm. That's my guess. Maybe I'm too bold on that. Maybe I'm not bold enough because I could see them going fucking hard this year, but I don't know. All right. I'm going to go here on Bethesda. And say that Doom Eternal kicks off their show because they like to start off with a punch. And uh, the release date is similar to yours. I think it's later in October. I think it's October 29th. All right. So Doom Eternal, I'm sorry, opens the show? Yes, opens the show out October 29th. And, oh man, shit. They, damn i just i'm just thinking about that again like how the campaign works in that like how people invade as demons that shit seems like so much fun yeah fuck i'm excited for doom eternal damn it i'm very excited for doom eternal i'm going to invade your game and kick your ass yeah all right so i think we each have two more left yes oh what to choose <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw out a hopeful. Well, I'll end with my hopeful one. I'm going to do a Square Enix one again here. They're going to show off Kingdom Hearts 3's DLC. Yeah. They said they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it will have no Disney tie in at all. It will be more focused on the characters and overall story of Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. And then it'll be out this year. All right. So I've also got uh, some stuff here on on Avengers. At the end of their Avengers presentation, they're going to reveal an Avengers-themed consoles. And controllers. And yeah. That that's gonna be the thing. You you think there's gonna be 
so what? Uh, Xbox, a PS4, both. Like both? they're gonna go, they're gonna go across both. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Marvel's Avengers consoles and controllers revealed. All right. That. See, the reason that shouldn't happen is because we're so fucking late and who's going to buy a new PS4 or Xbox One now, but fuck, Square Enix is crazy and they'll do it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to end on my hopeful one. And I just realized I have four picks, four predictions for just one conference that I threw in here, but whatever. And I might be... At least a year off on this one, but motherfucker, I want it so bad. I think I know what you're doing. Platinum Games will announce a new near game with a trailer. Oh, and it comes out next year. God damn! Platinum Games works on a lot of games. Yeah, near uh, will be three years old, March of 2020. So I'm thinking, and Near Automata was such a success for them. Yeah. Millions of copies sold. Yeah. That, you know, it's a no brainer to do a sequel to it. I'm, I'm just thinking I might be a year too early on this prediction, um, only because they also have that game Babylon's Fall or something. Yeah. That they revealed yeah. last year. We haven't seen anything of. I think that's a shoe in a C. But man, I want a new Near game so bad. Why okay. Not? My last one is entirely just hopeful. No chance because it hasn't ever happened before. <coughs> Sega will port one of the Total War games to console. Oh. Never been done. No. But I, God damn it, I hope this is the year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's never been done, but uh, those games are made by Creative Assembly, I believe, right? Creative Assembly has worked with Microsoft on Halo Wars 2. You know, maybe Microsoft throws them a little bit of a bone. I don't know. That would be rad, though. So those are our eight official predictions. Yeah. Do you have any other ones you want to throw out there? Oh, God. Um, shit. I want to say Bethesda was bullshitting us when they said they won't show Bethesda Studios work. Mm. I don't know, man. I think they're pretty dead on on that one. And I'd like to see another Prey game. Oh, that'd be fucking sweet. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. I can. I think Halo Infinite's going to close Microsoft's show with you know a significant gameplay demo maybe showing uh, some open world elements maybe some cooperative elements you know because I can see them going destiny a little bit with this one because why not I think with Halo it can work pretty well if they pull it off right but I, I think that's such a big title for Microsoft you know they really want to show that they are serious about Halo and rebooting it in a you know a softer reboot but you know changing course a little bit I can see them closing with that one um, I also think they're going to reveal Fable 4 I think that's I, I, just yeah. a teaser or something but I, I think you know they have to just build excitement they have all these studios they're saying there's 14 first party 
games there. Like, who gives a fuck if it's a game two or three years away? You know, Sony did it. Just get people hyped. You know, you got to get hyped for Xbox and what they're doing next. I've got a couple more. I think EA will announce a burnout game. I think you're crazy. I don't think they're going to announce anything. I would love it. I don't think it's happening. And I I think... Mm. Uh, well, they have a new Need for Speed coming out this year, and they're not even showing it off at EA Play. So they have a new Need for Speed. Yes, I didn't. And Plants versus Zombies, and neither of them are at EA Play. Now, maybe everyone's wrong, and they'll you know reveal it, but at least not on their schedule. Don't tell me they're making a Burnout Mobile game because that would be that would piss me off. <coughs> Those motherfuckers. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <sighs> But also, I think FromSoft is going to be on Microsoft stage at some point. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that's a given. With that George R. R. Martin title that they collaborated on. Definitely. I heard um, there's a horse. Yeah, sure. Which means that the world is bigger and broader. Yeah. Um, another hopeful thing for me is that Ubisoft shows up, uh, shows off uh, Splinter Cell or... Rayman. I don't think it's going to happen. I would take Rayman over Splinter Cell. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I didn't talk anything about Nintendo, though. I think Animal Crossing will be the big focus, and I think that game's out in September. Luigi's Mansion 3 in October. Link's Awakening, I think, is pushed next year. They had too much going on this this fall to me. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy, I think, will be revealed as a sorry... Um, and then there will be a new Smash character. I'm thinking either Minecraft Steve or the um, main guy from Dragon Quest. Dude, it's going to be Sora, and they're going to port Kingdom Hearts 3 to Switch. That would be rad. Your cat's going crazy. She is. I found out that she's a diluted tortie, is her breed, and they very often show split personalities, hmm. which is exactly my cat. As we have just witnessed. Yes. She was rolling around at your feet, and now she is running around growling like a fucking maniac. <laughs> I've got a wild prediction. Yeah. Microsoft has bought Konami's game game IPs, mainly Metal Gear and Silent Hill. Oh, God. There was a crazy rumor a few years ago that Microsoft like was going to do the Silent Hill after they canceled PT, but that didn't happen. God. Anyone buying their fucking IP. Honestly, Konami should sell while they're still hot because they're only going to depreciate in value Absolutely. as the longer that they're out of relevance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm excited for E3. I am. Yeah, it's. it took me a while to get excited for E3, but now that it's like right on the horizon, I'm... I'm there. Pretty much last week when some things started to get announced, that Stranding stuff, Call of Duty, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go, baby. Mm -hmm. That Pokemon stuff? Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm so on board for that. Dude. God, that looks so good. (coughs) I will say, I I made a joke that no one appreciated on Twitter about Dynamax. It sounds like a male enhancement. It does. (laughs) Yeah. Pill. It's like. It does. I'll Dynamax with you. Let's (laughs) Dynamax, baby. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that. That game looked looks way better than I thought it was yeah. going to. It looks like it has a combination of uh, the let's go seeing yep. Pokemon in the wild, and if you want to, you can go and seek out random encounters. Yeah, definitely. 
and this is to me it's only the start on on switch like i i can see the next title just being like holy fucking balls this is so much mm-hmm. better you know? yeah yeah I'm, I'm just jacked on that yeah yeah I'm I'm excited for it. I I'm excited for a lot of what Nintendo is going to do. I I can't wait for yeah. Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing Fire Emblem and Pokemon this year. Nintendo has it fucking made. Mm-hmm. But then you throw it on top, like Super Mario Maker Two looks rad. Yeah. Um, Luigi's Mansion Three could be awesome. Link's Awakening. That's why I think Link's Awakening. I could. I mean, I don't know. I could see them pushing it to maybe February or something. Mm-hmm. Just because it's just too much. Yeah. But hey, whatever. I mean, fuck, Pokemon and Star Wars are on the same day. They are. Yep. And both right after Death Stranding. Yeah. Crazy. I hope, I hope Death Stranding's like a 12-hour game. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a lot longer than that. Yeah. I feel like there might be 12 hours of cutscenes. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> oh, man. But I think that's going to... That's all we got. Yeah. We're going to be doing some E3 stuff uh, on your YouTube channel, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yep. I might be periscoping some reactions on my Twitter. Oh, shit. Right on. But that's going to be fun. Look out for that. Um, If you need to talk to us before E3 and all the craziness happens and we go over it next week, you can do that via email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me and all the crazy shit that's my reactions to E3 stuff at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel where we will be talking pretty extensively over all the conferences. Yeah. At Plugged On Vids. <coughs> And until next week, I guess, I don't know, like, I'm not sure. We'll probably play some Apex Legends and some Destiny 2. We'll try. Yep. We'll try to do that. Yep. I'm sure we'll play some stuff in between the conferences, maybe. Too. Yeah, I might I might bring my PlayStation, because I have some fighting games. Oh. <laughs> I have the Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. I have the Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I have other stuff too. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we all, there's also a lot of co-op stuff we can do. We'll probably talk about all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. We'll be hanging out, maybe well, watching the F1 race together. Who knows? Possibly. But F1's in Canada. It's at a nice time for the United States residents. Yeah. One thirty in the afternoon on Sunday, right before Microsoft kicks off their E3 stuff. Yep. Should be fun. Uh, We'll catch you all next week. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Oh, I gotta pee!